0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, good evening. And on the 10th day, the Lord said, let there be sound. And there was sound and there was light. Well, good evening, I'm glad to see you here. Um, I believe this is always a a special night and I, I know there's a lot of people that are already traveling and gone. Uh, personally, I believe it's very important that we take time to give thanks to God, not only for the food we're going to eat tomorrow, but just the very things in life. So that'll be the goal tonight. Um, you, well, I don't know if we got ushers here. I'm going to open up to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. If you got your Bible with me, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And As we go there, just a couple brief announcements. Again, our offices will be closed on Thursday and Friday. And then if you're not doing anything on uh, Monday morning at 10 o'clock, we decorate the church right here with all the Christmas stuff. You would be a huge blessing to me if you would show up and do that. The Lord bless you. So again, that's next week. And then a week from tonight on December 1st, our, our children's ministries and our youth ministries, they're going to do some Christmas parties. So dress up for that, and that's your announcements for the week. There you go. So 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 8. Now listen real closely here with the Word. And God is able to make all, all grace abound toward you, that you always having... All sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Now, all, always, and every are really the emphasis on this when you look at it. And so when you look at what he's talking about, God's desire is is to meet our needs. Every one of us, his goal is to meet our needs. So when you have a need, what do you need to do? You need to plant a seed. And if you have needs, plural, you got to plant seeds, plural. Now, verse number eight, what I just read is what takes place when I obey verse number six. Verse number six, it talks about sowing and reaping. And it literally says, when a man sows sparingly, he'll reap sparingly. But when I sow bountifully, I'll reap bountifully. So there's the key right there for every one of us. you got to get seed in the ground, and you got to keep doing that. And when you do that, God will continue to take care of you, and this passage here will take place, okay? Let's pray. Father God, we love you again. We thank you for the opportunity to praise you, to give to you, to worship you tonight. Lord, we ask your blessing be upon our lives tonight. and. Father, we pray traveling mercies for ones that are traveling, for family members that are coming in. Bless our evening in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'm going to go to the book of Philippians chapter 4. I I promise you we're not going to be real long-winded tonight, okay? I I promise you. So we're going to start here in Philippians 4. Now, as I read this here in Psalms 50 verse 15, it says, Offer to God thanksgiving. Offer to God thanksgiving. Now, I looked up the word thanksgiving, and it literally means to give thanks. It means adoration. It means praise. Now, the interesting thing off the word thanksgiving, the word thanksgiving is a verb, meaning you're going to have to do something. The word thanksgiving in the Hebrew is a word called yada, y a d a h. The word yada means that I am to extend my hands in thanks and gratitude. So when I yada, it's a form of worship, it's a form of praise, it's a form of thanks. And you know what? If you've never been into a church where you see people raise their hands, that's what they're doing. They're giving thanks, and sometimes I, I like it in two ways. Number one, that when a baby wants to be picked up by its father or mother, what does it do? Raises its hand. But also in this sense, this is kind of like a funnel that I put my hands on. I go, Father God, funnel everything you have in my heart. I, I welcome you to move in my heart tonight. So we're going to do some yada. So we begin here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and it says be anxious for nothing. The word anxious is rooted in the word worry and it literally means don't be pulled in different direction or worried about anything. Be anxious for nothing. Now every one of us day by day, we have the opportunity to be anxious. We have the opportunity to worry. And you know, I I look at kind of how our nation is right now. It's very easy for people to be anxious, to get in worry. Man, Pastor, gas is high. Food is high. Do you know they say the average Thanksgiving meal this year is up 14%? Inflation has gone crazy. And so every one of us here, we have the opportunity to really get anxious And to worry. But when you begin to look at this verse, I believe when Paul spoke this, that when anxiety comes, and every one of us, we have opportunities to get anxious. Anxious or anxiety should be the trigger, or it should become very apparent that when I'm facing anxiety and worry, what am I supposed to do? in every thing, not for everything, but in everything, in every circumstances, by prayer, supplication, which is petition, but it means more than that. It means also intensity. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So when you look at this right here, are you facing any anxiety today? Do you got any worries today? And and if I do and I'm honest about that, then the very first thing I got to do, I got to begin to pray. I got to begin to to have petitions to God and it must be laced with thanksgiving. So I go to God and I ask God and then I thank God for everything he's already done in my life and everything he's going to do. But when I live in anxiety, instead of doing what Paul tells us to do right here, Anxiety has the, the potential to get me off course. And what I find in my own life when I don't pray and I don't petition and I don't come before God with Thanksgiving, you know what starts happening? I start complaining, and I start belly aching, and I start blaming everything that I possibly can. And think about this again. He said, in everything we're going through, he didn't say whine. He didn't say complain. He didn't say wallow in self pity. But he did say, the cure for anxiety is I've got to be a person of prayer and a person of thanks. Now, when I obey verse number six, watch what happens in verse seven. And the peace of God. What surpasses or transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what you see here, prayer and thanksgiving are closely related to peace. You got peace tonight? Because if you don't, you still can if I'll just obey what the Word of God said. Now turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, and oh my goodness, I've had a ball studying on this just to show you places in the Bible where, do you know what I, what I find with people within the Bible? They weren't exempt from anxiety and worry. None of us are. It, it's not if we're going to face anxiety and worry, what are we going to do when it shows up? So I'm going to start here in Acts 16, verse 22. Verse 22. I'm going to read just a little bit, and then I'm going to stop and fill in the blanks. Acts 16, verse 22. Then the multitudes rose up together against them. Who's the them? The them was a guy named Paul and a guy named Silas. And so you have to ask yourself this question. So why did the multitudes rise up against them? It talks about this in a number of verses back actually verse number 16 and and Paul and Silas were going to the temple to pray and as they're on their way to the temple to pray they they cross paths with this girl that it says she was a slave girl and this girl they were talking about here was was possessed with the spirit of divination now, I got my attention real quick, just the spirit of divination. What, what is that? Well, when I begin to study it here, it was a spirit that was shaped or viewed as that of a python. And when you study the spirit of, of divination... The the gods worshipped at a place called Pytho. It was a city. And so this is what became of it. And so part of the spirit of divination that was on this young girl was it says that that she was a, a fortune teller. So this is all rooted in Greek mythology. And when it says she's a fortune teller, the Hebrew says this about a fortune teller. It's the God of prophecy, but when you look at the word God, it's little g. Do so you know what this tells me? I'm telling you, this stuff can be real, but you don't want to get involved with this, okay? If these guys made a lot of money off of this girl, and this stuff is still prevalent. Now, I'm not going to preach on that tonight. I could get off on it. So again, this is what's going on with Paul and Silas. This is why the multitudes come after him. Keep reading with me. And then the magistrates, they tore off Paul and Silas' clothes, and they commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they laid many stripes on them, they flogged them. They threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison, and he fastened their feet in, in um, stocks. So think about everything that took place. Paul cast the devil out of this girl in Jesus' name. And now they get beaten up. They get flogged, which is the stripes on their backs. They get put in the inner jail, which was the dungeon. They get their feet shackled to these stocks. Now, when I read this, do you just suppose for a minute that maybe Paul and Silas were experiencing a little anxiety? I believe they were probably experiencing a lot of anxiety or the temptation to get into anxiety and worry. Verse 25, Ooh, watch this. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening. Now, when you see they were praying... And they were singing hymns. They were praising God. Do you know one of the definitions of praise is anytime I praise God, I'm giving thanks. So right in the midst of the jail, these two guys start praying. And they start praising God. And they start giving thanks. And it says that all the prisoners were listening to them. Verse 26 suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. Now, when I read this, I thought, what birthed this earthquake, this move of God to take place? Two men that were in incredible circumstances that weren't good begin to pray and to give thanks to God. Whatever circumstances you're in. So as I looked at this, this is the thought I had from the Lord. Did Paul and Silas, did they know some things that maybe we haven't really paid much attention to? Had they figured out that in everything, not for everything, but in everything, the major vehicle of touching the heart of God is when I begin to pray and I begin to praise and I begin to give him thanks. So as I read this right here, let me ask you, how are you doing with this? What are you doing with this? Do do I praise God? Do I work? Do I have an attitude of thanks? Am I a person of gratitude or ingratitude? Now, turn with me to the book of, of Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, and this may be one of my favorite passages on the area of thanks. And again, I I ask you to put yourself in these stories. Luke 17, I'm going to begin in verse 11. It says, now it happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as Jesus entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. Now, in their times of this writing here, leprosy was the most feared disease you could get. And when you had leprosy, you weren't allowed to go near the general public. So you had to live outside the city limits. That's why they stood afar off. That's what's going on. Verse 13, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So think about this. These are these people, and they cannot go around family. They can't go into the general public, and they see Jesus, and it says they start lifting their voices up. I believe they were loud, and they were saying, Jesus, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. They weren't shy. They weren't bashful. And I believe the reason they knew this is because Jesus was the miracle worker. He was the way maker. He was the promise keeper. Do you know in times of your life, let me ask you, have you or do you really ever lift your voice to the Lord like this? Man, where I come in here and I I shout, I lift my voice to God. And if you ever need a place to shout, just come up here. Walk in here and shout. Lift your voice and ask God to mercy you. So they begin to cry out. So when he saw them, Jesus took notice of them. And, And without a shadow of doubt, when he took notice of them, he knew why they were where they were. This wasn't a head-scratcher to Jesus to think, well, wonder why these guys are here. No, he knew precisely why they were here, and he responds to them, and he says, go show yourself to the priest. Well, the only reason you would go show yourself to the priest is if you were healed, and the priest would declare you healed. And so Jesus says, boys, go show yourself to the priest. Now watch what takes place. And it was as they went, they were cleansed. Do you know what that tells me? They believed that the healer had told them, Go and you'll be healed. And notice what it says as they went. Sometimes you're going to have to take a step of faith, you're going to have to get out of the boat. Do you know the only way you walk on the water is to get on the boat? And so even on these lines right here, as they went, they were healed. So we keep reading. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned with a loud voice and glorified God. He wasn't embarrassed about his God. With a loud voice, he glorified God. I, I, I want you to get the picture because I believe something happens when we begin to, to shout with, with the depths of our lungs. You know, it's always interesting, that thought right there, because what, whatever is your entertainment, whether it's football, whether it's a concert, whatever it is i i never watch a football game or go to a football game and when my team it's in a tough situation they score i don't sit there and say man that's awesome <laughs> hey larry wasn't that good i, I tell you guys, if if you go to a ball game i'm going to be passionate I mean, when my team scores, I'm shouting at the top of my lungs. I'll do an Indian dance, I mean, a, a, a touchdown dance for you. I mean, I'll run around the house. And so I think about all these things. We don't have a, a problem voicing an expression when our team scores a touchdown, but when it comes to the things of God, And so he comes running back and he glorifies God at the top of his lungs and he fell down at his feet, giving him thanks. So think about this. This guy who has been a leper, he's on his way to the priest. And I guarantee you guys, when that leprosy started leaving him, he knew instantly because it was notorious for a leper to be an incredible pain. It wasn't unusual that when they were a leper that it would begin to eat the tips of their fingers off and their toes. And so it was one of the most painful and excruciating diseases. So he knew! And can you imagine? He's walking to see the priest, and all of a sudden he knows he's healed. And think about this he runs his fasting, he's shouting and crying out to God and glorifying him. And it's like he slides into home plate and he gets on his knees and he gives him thanks. Have I ever been that grateful? Have I ever been that thankful? And again, sometimes we have the thought well, what will people think? Well, that was the last thing on this guy's mind. He could have cared less what people think. I mean, he was so grateful. Keep reading. And he was a Samaritan. You know what that means? He wasn't a Jew. So Jesus answered and said, were there, not cleansed ten? were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? And so when you look at this, one was grateful, nine were ungrateful. And you know what the nine basically say to Jesus? I got what I wanted from you, and that's all that I need. I got what I wanted. And so when I look at this here, which ones would best define you and me, the one or the nine? Wasn't there nine others? Ten were cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Now, you know what I can tell you just reading this? The Lord Jesus doesn't demand you or me to give him praise. He doesn't demand that we give him thanks. But he sure does take notice to the ones who do and the nine who don't. And I don't know about you, but I'll take notice. I'm very aware when people say thank you or don't say nothing. Can you imagine how this makes Father God feel? And so when I begin to read this and prepare for all this, I thought, man, Father God, I've I got a lot to be thankful for tonight. I, I I got a lot to yada tonight to say, man, I, I'm so blessed. And, you know, it's very easy for us as Americans to think, well, I'm not that blessed. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And we started Tuesday night prayer last night, and man, we begin to give thanks. And it was incredible. Just incredible. Thank you, Father God, that I have a roof over my head. Thank you, Father God, that I have clothing, I have shoes, multiple. Thank you, Father God. I... I got food in my refrigerator. I got food in my pantry. Thank you. How about this? Thank you, Father God, that I've got a bed to sleep in. I got a pillow. I got a good pillow, too. I don't know if you've ever given thanks to God for your pillow. Maybe you should. That's why I begin to roll in. Thank you, Father God, I got a vehicle. I've got gas in my car. Thank you, Father God. And so it's very easy for us to get caught up about what we don't have and sit express what we do have. And so I'm going to have you stand up right here where you're at tonight. And you know what? If you feel like shouting, I welcome you. If you feel like raising your hands and yada, I welcome you. I I just think it's an evening here that as we end, that we give God glory. We give God thanks tonight. So just bow your head here with me. Father God, we love you again. Lord, I'm grateful tonight for another day of life. We're still here, Lord. Thank you. I'm still here. Thank you. Thank you, Father God, I have a job. Thank you, Father God, for the the blessings of the necessity of life. Thank you, Father God, for your son that you sent to save. Thank you, Father God, for our family members. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus. And so I I encourage you, man, begin to voice your gratitude to God and say, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We give you glory and honor, Lord. you're, You're so good to us. We thank you tonight, Father God. Thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that my sins are forgiven. Thank you, Father God. He's the God of a second chance. Thank you. The God who's still doing miracles to this day. Oh, Lord, we worship you. And Father God, right now, I pray that within every one of our hearts that there is birth a, a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanks. Woo, all for you, Lord, all for you. And we give you glory and honor for that tonight. And Father God, let, let our gratitude, let our thanks not just be once a year at Thanksgiving, but let this be daily, Father God, and we give you glory and we give you honor. And we thank you right here on Thanksgiving Eve of 2021, Lord, that something is happening within us. That the blessing of God, the blessing of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How about that? The goodness of God. Why don't you clap to God? Ooh, got a lot to be thankful for. That's why I believe this service is very significant the we have it. Just very important. So, in ending tonight, again, I, I don't demand you and I don't command you. But if you feel like you ought to, raising your hands to God, let's, let's raise our hands. If you feel like you don't, that's okay. Father God, we. We raise hands to you. We thank you that you're the never changing God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you for your son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for what you did for every one of us. We thank you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And Father God, we thank you for the nation we live in. And Lord, it is a nation of freedoms and tonight we give thanks for all the men and women that protect us right now. Bless them. Watch over them. We give you thanks for all our police officers, sheriffs, anyone in law enforcement. We pray your blessing on them. Lord, we pray your blessing on ones that'll have to work tomorrow, that you be with them. them mercies again. Lord, we, we are blessed to be able to pray about these things. And, and we give you thanks again tonight. And Father God, as we leave here, Again, our last words here, thank you. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.